0: How does no one ask a follow-up question to that?
1: <laughs> we all want to know what the tech said. Yeah. I mean, he was willing Who to talk about, about it. Who cares about the defense? Surely he would have told us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who cares about the defense or, you know, what freshman might play? Tell us what the text message said from some random.
1: Actually, I care that's less. Hilarious. I think I care less about what the initial text to Brent said. I think I care more about the text that Brent said back and uh, what exactly it said in there. That's the, that's the text I might be the most interested in.
0: What do you think it said?
1: It was probably just, it w-
0: like both ways.
1: It was probably just a middle finger emoji back. Um, okay, well here's here's the deal. We I, I, we all know that if you're willing to somehow find a way to randomly text the head coach and find his number, it's probably not going to be a very smart text message. He he wasn't looking to be very uh, constructive with his criticism of the team. So it probably said something <laughs> like, get the hell out of the three-man front, you moron. Something like that.
0: Yeah, uh, that actually sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, we are. We're up in arms over the three-man front. We're up in arms over not playing freshman. You know, it's just uh, that's what happens, though, whenever you lose three straight. We have to find things to to point there, there has to be some something somewhere that is the easy issue to fix. So could have been it's worse. Not like I totally don't understand it. That
1: guy could have found his phone number and added him into a group thread or group text. It is really bad.
0: Oh my gosh. yeah. I'm sure he will at some point. It's. There, I'm sure there's going to be someone else who uh, who figures out the number.
2: Wow.
1: Pretty epic, though, that, yeah, that, that guy didn't great. even respond when Brent Venable said something back to him. That's why I'm so uh, interested in what Brent said back to him. God, that's a storyline that we all need to follow here. I, I need to know more, please.
0: Right. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty wild. and Interesting press conference. I thought it was really good, though. You know, I, I thought... Um, he challenged you know, the some reporters tone,
1: today, didn't he? Like, no, I'm asking you. Like, what do you what do you think? Like, what he, he's asking questions back to the media today? I liked it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it had a had an interesting tone there, especially in the beginning. But you know, tone kind of changed throughout. It was the same way last night at the uh, at the coaches' show. Um, you know, he was he was fairly short and mood wasn't as good early and you know after it got rolling a little bit was was much better and you know it, it ended up being uh ended up being pretty good but you know that's just how it is man you, you you've lost three straight ultimately with uh, a 490 beat down by Texas that's just that's how it is man a lot of stress a lot of you know I, I don't know frustration. Like you can see the problems, and if there was just an easy, if only it were as easy as playing one of the freshmen, right? That would uh, yeah. that would change everything.
1: Yeah. Well, he did seem uh, pretty optimistic. I don't know what he said last night to you guys, but he did seem pretty optimistic that uh, Dylan Gabriel got a good chance to start on Saturday, or to I mean, if if he plays on Saturday, he's going to start. My my question is this though. Thinking more about it this morning is, okay, if if Gabriel is cleared. On Thursday, and it's kind of known that he's going to play. Well, that's great, And, and people are way more hopeful about the game on Saturday. But can you run him? Can you use him to the full extent that you have up to this point? Now, if he's healthy, you would think, well, absolutely, yes. If he clears concussion protocol, absolutely, you can run him and do some things within the offense that he did before. But we know what's going on with the whole concussion thing right now. It's not going to be a good look if he takes off running or even slides like he did against the T- in the TCU game last time and gets another concussion. That's not going to be a good look. And then number two, we know now what it looks like without Dylan Gabriel on the field. Like My next question is, can you fully use him as a QB on Saturday if he's ready to go? I... Uh- <coughs>
0: all great questions and great points uh i would say you use him sparingly in the run game and i if he's going to slide you tell him to slide early all right um you know there's there's got to be a point though where you go play football man you just you just have to make a decision to go play football and you know sometimes there's consequences and and i understand that but you're right. This is not your typical situation where, hey, you know, you go out there and you play and, and you live with the results. It's like, no, no, no. We can't live with those results. Seriously? So we yeah. do have to have maybe perhaps a little bit more caution than, than we otherwise would. So, yeah. I mean, I, if I were Kansas, I would say we're going to play the heck out of the run. Uh, whenever it comes to the zone read stuff, the mesh, we're going to play the heck out of the running back, the give. And if he pulls it and and beats us on one, we'll adjust from that point on. But as, as of right now, if I were Kansas, I would be operating on the mentality that he's probably not going to be asked to keep the football a whole yeah. heck of a and, lot.
1: And I wonder how much, if at all, that takes away from OU's running game on Saturday. If uh, – because we, we saw that in 2014, I guess, the last really rough season where Trevor Knight had kind of had an injury situation and they were running – I don't know if they were running a zone read offense, but they were doing some zone read stuff, I guess, and you, you, you knew that Trevor Knight was never going to keep the ball so you could just kind of tee off on the running back. I'm sure that's how KU's going to approach it on Saturday, like you said. It's like, hey, if there's any sort of option in the backfield, go, go to the running back, 100%. Play it that way, right? Yeah, but still, with all that being said, if they tell Dylan Gabriel not to run, if the will, there will not be any play calls to showcase his ability to run the ball, I will still consider it a massive upgrade at quarterback from what they had last week. Dylan Gabriel could just be a pocket passer last week, and I'll still feel a lot better about the offense.
0: Maybe they will. Uh, maybe they will run him. You know, I just like right out of the gate just to set the tone like oh yeah he's back and he's full go and he's ready to roll um i don't know um but you you got you do have to think that man the last thing they want to do is go through the backup quarterback situation again so i don't know fascinating to see how that that unfolds um if he plays, Tyler, we don't even know for sure yet if he's going to play, do that's we? true.
1: No, I mean, that's what the text line's saying. If uh, you're debating on how Gabriel can play, doesn't that pretty much answer the question as to whether or not he should play? I don't think necessarily. No.
0: No. no. The answer to uh, if he should play is a screaming at the top of your lungs, yes. Okay? Um, but I it's <laughs> i the the fear is i and i know you're worried about Gabriel too like i'm not suggesting that you're you're not worried about him you're only worried about the backup quarterback situation but i mean you just you really you can't afford either one of those things and they're one and the same you know you don't want him to get hurt again sure uh because the next time he good, gets hurt, but, he's
1: probably not playing again this year, Teddy. I, I think that that. Yes. I mean, yes, <laughs> exactly. And then it gets real That's bad. Then right. it gets real bad. Um, let's see. The threat of Gabriel running two yards and sliding is still better than Bevel actually running. Um, speaking of Trevor Knight, how about BV taking a shot at Trevor Knight last night for what he said about the season and the program? ooh what did he say? What did he say? I didn't hear
0: that. I almost brought that up a second ago, oh, uh, but man, then I was like, no, I'll let you? that slide. Come on.
1: What did he well, say?
0: Well, I didn't because I knew the text line would do it for me. Um, I don't know. I'll have to find the quote. Yeah, I'll tell you what's funny. You know Drake does the uh, the press conference? Right. Drake, like, before Venables gets there, he's got, like, audio prepared to to play while he waits on Coach Venables, not knowing how long it may be before he gets there after the 11 o'clock deal. He, I was listening to it, and he played that soundbite. Now, it was within a longer soundbite, but um, <laughs> he played it right there uh, on the radio, which was awesome. So – he was he was going in on a long spiel about you know where they are and the mindset and you know kind of what they've got to do moving forward and he said and you know and there and, and there's guys sitting they're sitting right here uh, saying that the season's a waste and it's and it's over and it's uh, it's already a loss and and. And then he's like, not necessarily sitting here right now, but, you know, and I don't believe that. And just kind of goes into nice. like how they're still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: But I, whenever he said that, I was like, oh my, like whenever he first said, there are people sitting right here saying, I was like, what did I say? Uh, <laughs> of course I'm, you I'm did. trying to go back through it. That's like, awesome. what, what was it that I said? And I kind of looked at Toby, <laughs> and Toby's like, <laughs>
1: He's, he's pointing at you. Is that what he was doing? Totally selling you out, like Dumb and Dumber, Harry and Lloyd, after the sea bass incident. Yeah. Just pointing at him.
0: Okay, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, no. So uh, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. That was good. That was
1: good. No. Uh, there's, there's. It's it, it kind of feels like they are taking some sort of a mental note. Like they will if this thing ends up really getting going. You know, next year. I kind of have the feeling that he is going to remember uh, who jumped off the thing after six games or who said some uh, questionable comments about the staff and the season. I feel like he'll remember these right. things.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Probably so. Um, you know, he was pretty taken back today whenever – I don't know who asked the question, but someone offered up like that uh, Justin Broiz had been a, a lightning rod – And, you know, he and I thought it was really well said by him, you know, which all of that is true. And I think for all of us, we get lost in the mix of the the season and and everything. And, gosh, it's just it's it's hard to keep it in perspective sometimes that, you know, they're up there doing the best they can. A lot of them younger kids. I mean, he's not a younger kid anymore. He's been there for a long time. But I don't know. It is uh, it is tough whenever you, you have some bad games, you lose, you're on a bad streak. And, gosh, whenever you need the most uh, encouragement and people to lift you up is typically when it's the harshest. I know it's the, the reality of the situation. I'm not naive to that. I totally get it. But, um yeah, it was just uh, it was interesting to hear that.
1: Bob Stoops coming up next. I feel like my first question should be, "Hey, Bob, you coached a, a lot of linebackers over the years. Do they all have complete road rage like Teddy does every time he enters the what Dallas are Fort Worth about? era or Dallas Fort Worth area? We might need to ask him that. Do all linebackers have road, have road rage? Do they? They they all get? Uh, does it ruin their day when they have to drive in Metroplex traffic, or is that just Teddy? Is that just him?
0: No." Hey, I do not have road rage. I just don't like – and it's not just the traffic. I just don't understand all the people. I don't understand why anyone would want to live like that.
1: I don't get it. I don't understand the charm of Dallas either, so I'm there with you. But if it's not road yeah, rage, all... there's just a lot of anger built up behind the steering wheel when you're behind it there.
0: Well, I told you this, Tyler. If it's not that, it's – you know, the fact that I got something hung up in the door on the way out of the house. or like, There's always something with me. Landmine always.
1: layman is what we call him here.
0: That's it. That's right. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. We're at a really cool spot today. Um, we're at Titan Direct, and they do a really good job. Um, they've got, let's see, 200 floor plans here with custom de- designs, turnkey home packages here uh, from – uh, Titan, and I'm going to let you know a lot more about this as, as they roll on. They work with eight of the largest lenders in the manufactured home business. All the lenders are competitive in rates and loan terms. Uh, they work with any type of credit score. Homes from 10 different factories located throughout the, uh, the United States, Texas, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Alabama. Some really cool stuff that they do here, and uh, like I said, we'll learn more about Titan Factory Direct as the show rolls on.
1: Rush, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, time for our favorite segment of the week when we get to talk to Coach Bob Stoops, brought to you by Modelo. Coach, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with a little bit of a positive today. Um, obviously, we know what the final score was on Saturday, but Teddy was really giving it up to Braden Willis yesterday and the role that not only he played on Saturday, but the role that he's played so far this entire year on the team. What did you think about the tough ask for him playing that Wildcat position at quarterback as a tight end, and just kind of the overall job that he did on Saturday?
2: Yeah, Braden, you're you're exactly right. The guy's incredible. He's a, a talented guy. He he really uh, put it all out there, and what a great leader on the team. Just a positive guy. Anytime I'm around over there, he's he's such a positive influence and uh, and a great leader. So yeah he he uh he did a great job there the other day doing all he could to try and make something happen you
0: know it obviously made everyone kind of think of the old belldozer situation and i was and i got to wondering about that you know that turned into uh something that was you know uh, turned into a really big weapon now was that something that you guys thought was was that supposed to be like a one-game, one-situation type of thing, and then it had so much success you carried it out, or did you have intentions that it was going to be a, maybe a season-long thing?
2: Oh, no. We felt it was going to be, you know, really difficult to stop, and especially when you guy out there that could really throw the football like Blake could, um, you know. So, uh, no, we just, uh, you know, started realizing it was hard to deal with ourselves defensively. Other teams were doing it. Uh, in fact, we got a guy that's six six sitting over here that can lean forward and and get five yards by just falling forward. So you know, we we went with it, and uh, and it was great. And uh, Blake was so good at it, and uh, you know, and I think Blake's pretty happy we we turned him into a tight end, and he's played about eight nine years in the NFL as <laughs> a tight end. It's been so um, what a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, it's it's really great, and he was really great about it. You know, you know, Blake was always a team guy. Whatever we needed, he was willing to do. And uh, so, anyhow, yeah, it, it was something that we were really fortunate that we had. It was really a, a, a great thing for us.
1: What were your thoughts overall from from Saturday's game?
2: Well, you know, it just. Hard to say, just disappointed like everybody and and like the team is and the staff is. And, uh, you know, we've we've just, like Brent said, we've got to continue to to improve, get better. And, uh, you know, and that's what our mission is, uh, just to continue to improve on what we're doing and, and, uh, you know, move forward. Yeah,
0: you know, it's tough, obviously, when you go into – a game like that, you've you've already gone on a two-game losing skid, and you've got your quarterback out, um, and you've just kind of do whatever you can to generate a spark and try and move the football. And they had some opportunities early in that game. Had they been able to take advantage, who knows uh, what might have happened? But uh, what have you seen that they can build on moving forward? Um, and, and what what do you do to find some of those things to build on? whenever you're, so, you're faced with as much adversity as you are like right now?
2: I think as much as anything you started off with it, you know, you're without your quarterback. You know, that, that's going to, you know, that that really makes the dynamic really difficult and tough and, and hard to overcome. Um, you know, hopefully Dylan will be back, you know, this week. And if he is, I, you know, I truly believe that'll make a huge, you know, difference. And, uh, you know, but uh, – you know that's it, but that guy, you know, that guy also needs help. We got to be able to run the football, and uh, you know, with and you know, in traditional ways as well. And hopefully, our line will keep coming together as the year progresses, and you know, as well, you know, offensively, and then you know, defensively, we've we've got to you know be able to as much as anything. You know, the run game is is where everything begins defensively, and we've got to be able to do a better job stopping the run game and and then find ways to convert on third downs, which has hurt us in some other games.
1: Coach Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. Go check out some uh, rock and roll tequila this weekend as well, as OU's going to play Kansas 11 a.m., and that's, that's going to be another tough one, uh, Bob. Uh, KU, really good football team this year, and... Not only are they a really good team, Lance Leipold has got them into a top 20 squad in a very short amount of time. I don't know how much you've paid attention to what he's been able to accomplish in Lawrence, but getting that program back to playing really competitive football in just a short amount of time, that's one of the better coaching jobs in the sport that we've probably seen here recently.
2: Oh, definitely. Uh, And uh, I have seen them enough uh, and totally agree with you. They're a very solid, good football team in every way. And, uh, and heck they, you know, quarterback that almost beat us a year ago gets beat out by this new guy. And, and he's such a a good special player, you know, and uh, and I guess he's hurt. It sounds like, uh, but the other guy is so capable. We, we saw, we needed of him like a year ago and, you know, very close to beating us a year ago. So anyhow, um, no they're they're doing a great job there,
0: uh, absolutely. yeah, it's gonna be a difficult game they gosh it's uh it's almost like a form of like a triple option what they throw at you uh, with some of their different running games and motions and, and all of that stuff. and I you know coach, I think it's it's always in a situation like this, there's always what do you do differently, and you're always you know I guess outside people are looking in asking for all all the different things that you need to do uh but I, I get my guess is and i'll ask you is is this the time to really kind of hunker down and get back to like like the things that you're like your your true core principles and that's what you stick with
2: yeah but i don't know that we've been away from those you know at the end of the day that right. acts like all of a sudden we weren't doing something completely different and all of a sudden you're gonna change everything mid mid-year um you know that, you know I don't I don't think it works that way. So we just got to do our best to improve and and I think you know people need do. I don't care what anyone says, I can say it. Brent don't want to make ex, ex, excuses, but I'm just asking you guys how many guys were picked first team All Big Twelve from OU by the media ahead of the year. The
1: punter, one. Yep.
2: Well, that I didn't make that up. So that's the truth. And and yeah. uh, I don't know that there's ever been a year since I've been here that that's been the case. So you know, in the end, we've gotta we've gotta do stuff with our players to get them better. When Brent said that after the game, and we've got to continue to build the roster, and and sometimes that doesn't happen overnight, and obviously it hasn't here just this year.
0: Yep. Well, hopefully they uh, they get back on the right track, getting the quarterback. Back and uh, uh, a win over a top twenty-five Kansas team would uh, would uh, do everybody some good, Coach. We appreciate you stopping by the show.
2: Okay, guys, good to be with you. Boomer Sooner.
0: All right, Boomer Sooner, Coach. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I you know, Coach Stoops brought that up. I heard, uh, um, Coach Venables did mention that today in the uh, in the press conference. Did you hear that
1: clip? Oh, I, I, I heard the entirety of the press conference yeah. today, yes, and um, Bob's been pretty consistent with that over the past couple of weeks, is that, yeah. I mean, the, the roster is what it is, and I, I thought the roster was better before the year, I think you did, I think a lot of people thought the roster sure. was better than it was before the year, and, you know, I th- is the roster such that they shouldn't be losing 49 nothing? Sure, but it's, that yeah, they, they've got to rebuild this roster for sure, he's, he's not wrong about that at all. Yeah. Um, you just don't have a quarterback anymore. I mean, you've got a good quarterback, but I think we're kind of seeing around here what life is like without elite quarterback play that can, can mask a lot of things, right?
0: Well, well, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely some, uh, some truth to that for sure. Um, you know, I, I don't think Gabriel has been that far off from being really good. You know, he's like a, he's a handful of throws a game – away from being really really good. And I still think he can he can find that spot this season, you know? Um I don't think that that like we have to act as if that's not going to occur this year. I think it absolutely can. We've seen that he's got a great arm, he's got great accuracy. It's just, you know, he has these random spots where he misses throws and yeah. I think he. Uh, I think he can still pull it all. Together. We'll
1: uh, we'll definitely talk more. Kind of an early look at KU as the show rolls on, and uh, later on in the week. But just kind of looking at their defensive numbers without looking at a whole lot of their past games, yeah. this is a defense that's that's gettable. And, and they played well against Iowa State, and they kind of won the game against Iowa State a couple weeks ago with their defense, but you know you can you, you can throw the ball on these guys if you got a capable passer i think they're like ninth in the conference right now with pass defense but the one thing that they do man um they get to the quarterback and they kind of seem like a very opportunistic defense where they're they're getting sacks they're getting tfls i don't remember exactly what their turnovers number look like but if you can protect the quarterback they are th- this ku defense is gettable so i don't It's not going to be crazy if you think, oh, you can put up some points and yards on Saturday. I think you should be able to if you're healthy on offense.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think they can. Um, You know, I feel like our running game has – I think our running game has been pretty dang good. Uh, It was even good against Texas. The problem was we had no passing game to complement it. And you can only do that so long before they just totally – Pile everyone at the line of scrimmage and make it – they're just teeing off on you whenever you're, you're as predictable as we were against Texas. But, they, yeah, they
1: were opening up holes in the run – against that interior defensive line that, for Texas and those edge guys that are, you know, good players for sure, man. Yeah, they ran it all the way down the field when everyone knew what play that they were running. Just couldn't cap off the drives, unfortunately. That's right.
0: That's right. And then you got, you know, behind to where you had to start, you know, going for – some fourth downs that you would rather not have to go for, uh, given the current situation of your offense, and it was just a it was just a bad situation. And I I still maintain that this team is better than than what they've showed the last three weeks. And better
1: show it on Saturday. I mean, if if you're right, it's going to show up against KU. I mean, this is well, where it'll show up.
0: If they don't show it on Saturday, they better show it. The one after that. And if they don't show it then, the game after that, they better been. Well, my point it. is if you don't
1: show it on Saturday, I don't know if you're going to see it again for the rest of the year. The four-game slide with a home loss to Kansas is going to be tough.
0: Can't you hear me now,
1: Tyler? I, hey, this is the best 3-8 and eight football team in the country. No, right I, here. I, I mean, I'll, I'll basically <laughs> replace all the OU memorabilia with Nebraska memorabilia in here, and it'll be like we've been doing a show in Lincoln. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, hey – you know, I knew it was bad karma whenever uh, you held the funeral for the Nebraska uh, fan base for their football program like four
1: years ago. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Karma's heading yeah. my way for that one.
0: All right, we got to hit a quick break. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at a really cool spot today. Titan Factory Direct. They have full turnkey home packages. They do a proper budget analysis to see where the customer wants to be as far as monthly payments and location. And once they find the perfect home, immediately get them in touch with the land contacts and they start getting everything in order. They have over 200 floor plans and custom designs. Each home has several options to choose from as far as cabinets, uh, wall colors, backsplash, exterior colors, etc. They've got eight of the largest lenders in the manufactured home business that they work with. They're competitive on rates and loan terms. And they order their homes from 10 different factories located throughout the United States, Texas, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Alabama, uh, work with any type of credit score. Give them a call here at Titan Direct and uh, see if they can get you in a home. 405-371.
1: It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman. keep those texts coming. All the year, Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Dare I say – on the Tuesday after a forty nine nothing loss, we have a a little optimism going on today on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I oh, guess that's really. I guess that's what uh, Bob Stoops can do for you. I don't know. Uh, Peyton says even if we go eight and five with a bowl win, that's a salvage season to me. Call me crazy, but if we can win on Saturday, I feel great about us getting to seven or eight wins. Um, and then another one has a similar take. If we can win this game against KU and get to the bye week, uh, I really think we can get things turned around. Yes,
0: you know, hey, isn't this fun? This is what a typical fan base gets to go through year after year, huh? I just Come don't on, know. I just don't know what to do
1: with my hands uh, throughout this. But you're not wrong yeah. about it.
0: Let's get behind mm-hmm. this. If we can just knock off Kansas. Uh, there's a chance we really get rolling, but it is true. Um, Iowa State is 0 and 3 in conference right now. Uh, West Virginia's 0 and 2 in conference right now. Texas Tech is 1 and 2 in conference right now. Now you do have Baylor, but Baylor's 1 and 1. They're 3 and 2 overall. And then I'm telling you, if Oklahoma State is undefeated which they may be pucker uh whenever they come to town in late november uh they could be a like knocking on the door of a top five football team they would be uh probably a top five football team at that point and that could like if, if ever there was a time to uh to feel good about being eight and five, it would be if you were ending that party, oh right? Oh my God, they For might they might
1: rush the field if you uh, win that one against Oklahoma State and get to as uh, seven or, or eight wins. Um, At least we're not Oklahoma State fans, says Patrick. If they get to seven eight wins, it's a great sign. It means they salvage the season. Don't give up. And Venables didn't lose the locker room. So I asked a question on our Twitter page uh, a couple of hours ago. OU have six games left in the regular season. KU at Iowa State, Baylor at home, at West Virginia, Oklahoma State at home, and at Tech. Which game are you the most confident that OU will win? Which, by the way, text line, you can uh, interact on the text line if you haven't already on uh, Twitter. And to answer my own question, even though this weekend will feature, what, the second highest ranked team I think that you have left on the schedule, the game I feel most confident in OU winning is against KU at home. That could be totally wrong and totally bad, and I'm not saying I feel you know that OU can roll out and just win by 21 points. But the game I feel best about this team winning is is on Saturday against KU. Right? Is it a crap take? Um, no.
0: I think there'll be a boost with getting your quarterback back in. There'll be a renewed confidence. I think there. Um, I think there's going to be. Um. I, right. I don't know. I guess there is a chance that you you do lose the locker room. I don't think they're there yet. Um, you know, just from everything that they've said, I feel like it's 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 still a really good group of guys that are bought into the message and going to continue to grind. Well, this you would thing see out. the
1: effort be really bad if they lost the locker room and say right. what you want about this team. Um. I just don't think that the effort has been god awful this year. Really at any well, point. And
0: here's the here's the other thing. Um you know, honestly whenever you look at the the schedule and and where we are right now, I I think so far through this point in the season you may have played three of the four best teams. Possibly. You know?
1: Yeah. Um at least the with Kansas maybe two the maybe the two best offenses in the league up to this point. Maybe.
0: Yeah. You know, with Kansas State, you've you've faced uh one of the best playmakers in Deuce Vaughn. Um with TCU, you know, the way Max Duggan is playing and that offense, like, they're incredible right now. Uh they're undefeated. You know, Texas is you know, we can say what we want, but that roster is incredibly talented. Like, the, the rest of the way, um, you know, maybe minus Baylor and Oklahoma State, I, you you shouldn't be playing nearly as talented football teams as what you have. Sure. I'm not saying they're bad. Like, there are no bad teams in this conference. But they they – I don't think they're going to be as talented – um, and as good offensively or defensively as the teams that you faced uh, so far?
1: I think this might be the last time this year that you are favored by eight points in a football game. So if that means anything, I'll use that to yeah. say, yes, I think that your best chance, like or, or the game I feel best about is this KU game at home. We'll see what the yeah. crowd is like. We'll see how much the crowd is a factor at all for that 11 a.m. kick. Starting to look at some ticket prices and start starting to say, oh, boy, okay. But, yeah, I – you're an eight-point favorite this game. I don't know if that happens again. The problem is, is that you do get to face a backup quarterback, but you're kind of back to a dual-threat style of player, which has given you a ton of fits this year. Which everything's given yeah. you a ton of fits over the past three weeks. But we've seen what the dual-threat quarterback has done to OU. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that is, um, yep, yeah, that is that is going to be difficult. Um whether it's Bean or Daniels, both of those guys can move around in incredible fashion. We saw Bean last year. that dude can fly. I think he's a 10, 30, 10, 400 meters guy. Uh, and he can throw. He played he played really good um, except for, except for a handful of situations against TCU and he had to come off the bench. And you know they're talented. they got a good running back. they've got a really good scheme. And, you know, the most dangerous thing about them right now is they believe, right? And they're going to come in to Norman for the first time in a really long time feeling like they're the better team and they're going to win the football game. And, like, that alone can carry you further than you imagine, you know? Sure, yeah. So, I, we have not been good at starting off football games on a good note it would go really, really far for us if we could get off to a good hot start against Kansas.
1: Yeah, let me read a few of these. My wife is a Texas fan, and we, with, with me being an OU fan, she looked at me after the game Saturday and said, now you know what it's like being a normal fan in the Big 12, SMH. Um, this one says, Teddy thinks yeah. this is fun, hypothesizing what could happen if we beat KU at home. Get yeah. out of here. We're in Let's hell. Go. That's from Brisket. no.
0: This is great. Come on, man. Think about it. Typically, in a in a in a normal season, a win against Kansas won't even like get you up out of your chair. Did last right? year, but fair no point. No celebration. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, a, a win against Kansas this week, I mean, I think it's a uh a discussion on whether or not we storm the field. I might, get, a, I might get
1: one of those scoreboard T-shirts, you know, where you get a really big win. Yeah. And they they used to have those at uh, the USA screen printing uh, in the in OKC, where fans would rush sure. there to get those T-shirts. I don't even know if that place is still around anymore. But, hey, it's, it'd how, be a big how win. If, how about if we follow a road win? At Iowa State, are you kidding me? You could, get, you could have a top-20 win. This, this team, Teddy, could have a top-20 win on Saturday. Yes, Imagine that. That's
0: what I'm saying, man. man. All of these games, you beat these teams for 20 years, and no one even cared. Like, it was whatever. Like, I, I'll, My pulse will rise a little bit whenever we get into the Big 12 championship, but not really. It's really only going to rise and really only going to get my attention if we win a playoff game. Well, here we are, we're six games in, we're hosting Kansas, and a win is going to be the highlight of the season. Like, come on, man.
1: Well, Embrace it. Yes, you got got to embrace it. Also, if OU is going to go to the SEC next year, I would prefer for the entire Big 12 Conference to not have forever scoreboard on OU. You know what I mean? I'd prefer that to – You know, Kansas and Iowa State and West Virginia and Oklahoma State don't join the likes of Kansas State, TCU, and Texas and claim that they beat OU in their last ever Big 12 game. That is incentive for Uh, me here to win on Saturday. Which it
0: did give me an idea of a conspiracy theory. Do you think that Joe Castiglione worked – a deal to get us to the SEC next year without p- paying that $90 million buyout by agreeing to let everyone beat the hell out of us this
1: year? Well, it would answer all of our questions, right? Well, the roster, <laughs> the, his coach is not good. I mean, that would be the one-size-fits-all answer huh? is we're, we're, we're throwing yeah. the season. Yeah, I actually like that.
0: Yeah, and it's worth $90 million. Come on, folks. It's worth $90 million bucks. Come on. All right, got to hit a break. Quick timeout, more from The Rush coming up, hanging out at Titan Factory Direct. And, oh, by the way, uh, Jodacy and Sarah just walked in, who I don't know if you knew this, Tyler, but she was just named the number one salesman in I the entire that. nation I for that. Titan Factory Direct. It's the first ever for a woman in this company. She is top-notch. And uh, she's got really good stuff going on here. Like I said, over 200 floor plans, custom designs. They're working with eight of the largest lenders, order homes from 10 different factories. They work with all types of credit scores. So stop in here to Titan Factory.
1: Cavin's Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. If you have an emergency repair, com. they can help you out 24/7. They do a great job. Cavin's Construction, cavinsconstruction.com. Uh Air, com- Air Comfort Air Solutions text line. We'll go to that real quick before we hit the top of the hour. Sean says, "I've done this six games in facing Kansas. The year was 1995. We lost 38 to 17." <laughs>
0: Yes. Well, I wonder how they felt going into that one. Do they feel as good as you do uh, today?
1: Uh, Probably so, honestly. 95, I think OU had just tied Texas, maybe, and had lost to Colorado earlier that year, but that 95 KU team wasn't bad.
0: That sounds like the... Do you remember the game that Jason Kersey used to talk about going to the Kansas game with his dad? I think, that, dad was the, I think like, that was
1: the 96 KU game where they lost at home before they played Texas.
0: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So that was the one Sean's talking about was at Kansas. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kersey always talks about his dad. They're walking away from the stadium. He's like, I promise you Oklahoma used to be really good at football. And he thought they yeah, I don't think were think we're at the
1: time is what he said. It's okay, Dad. It'll use a baseball school or something like that. Uh, This one says, will we have a lead at any point against Kansas? It's been 12 quarters. It'd be a good start. I know. haven't had a lead since Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: That would be good. Um, Yeah, let's hope they do have one. I don't. I can't guarantee anything at this point. I know Tyler feels really good about it. That's good enough for me.
1: Really good about it. I said I feel better about this game than any other game left on the schedule. It's not saying much.
0: Yeah, well, that's really good at this point. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up here from Titan Factory Direct. Stay tuned.